Dragon. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Craig, how you doing? Can I say something, Paul? Yeah, what's up? I'm just noticing this now. Yeah. You know I'm a big fan of your handwriting. Uh-huh. I love your handwriting. <laughs> For those who don't know, yeah. Paul's handwriting is fucking exquisite. People tell me that. I mean, it's crazy. It's just cursive, man. I know it's rare. Well, what you things, usually... But... Uh, what I usually see is the the non-cursive. I'm seeing the cursive now, and that is just as fucking lovely. I do have a pretty good penmanship, whether it's all caps or lowercase printing or cursive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I take pride in my pen. God-given talent, or just you had to work at it? I, I think God-given talent. Okay. Not, not to sound braggy, but like both my parents have nice handwriting. My dad has a really artistic eye. Mm. I... In high school, was an art student, and I was going to go to art oh, school for yeah. college. And so I like, I'm not devoted to like design or aesthetic, but but I do sort of obsess over certain things. So the extent to which I like made an effort to have good penmanship mm-hmm. was almost subconscious. But, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for those who don't get to see it, it's a treat because my my handwriting is dog shit, and the, yours is delightful. Yes, thank you. I mean, I I some I like to send cards to people. You're very like good at that. Yes. And uh, so my friends will get cards for me, and usually I will hear a comment oh, about yeah. my handwriting. Yeah. And uh, you know, I take the compliment, but to me, it's just like, yeah, it's cursive. How it's how it's supposed, <laughs> it's to, supposed to be. That's what we all learned. No, not at all. <laughs> I can't even write cursive. <laughs> Welcome to handwriting Raygun. Yeah. <laughs> Penmanship. Penmanship Raygun. Ray yeah. Uh, I was feeling a little weirded out earlier today because okay. of a music thing. Oh, ooh, okay. I went to the supermarket to get some lime-flavored seltzer. Thank you. That's what we drink. That's our thing. Show. That's the fuel yep. that fuels it Music Ray Gun. It's our gamer fuel. Yeah. I won't say what brand because Music Ray Gun don't advertise. No. Nope. And uh, one brand of lime-flavored seltzer is as good as the next. It's all the same fucking shit. Like, I should buy a different brand every week. You who should. Cares? Who cares? No, it all tastes the same. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I just, I like it in a can. Yeah. Um, but you can get several brands in a can. Um, anyway, I was in the aisles at the supermarket, and all of a sudden I hear a banjo. And it hits my ear so loudly and so sharply that I thought someone in the store was mm-hmm. playing a banjo, which this is Hollywood. It's famously full of weirdos, yes. and it's not beyond the realm of possibility that some Hollywood character would walk into the supermarket and just start playing his banjo. Yes, if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's Thursday. Yeah. In fact, there is a dude who, for the past several years, has frequently played an electric guitar outside the supermarket, like oh, busking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which I wouldn't have a problem with, except he plays like Stairway to Heaven and other like bullshitty like, songs. Be and better. Like, yeah. Be more original, dude. Yeah, I'll give you some money. Yeah. So anyway, I th- I'm like, is there a banjo player? And then I realize he's playing dueling banjos, which is like the Stairway to Heaven yeah. of banjo. <laughs> yes. I'm in, and I just hear, do, 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 and yeah. I'm like, what? The-? And then I realize, no, this is the recorded version of dueling banjos. This is just on the PA. That's bizarre. It is. The most bizarre song I could imagine playing on a supermarket PA system. It's because it all should be like Celine Dion, Hall and Oates. Yeah, or even like Michael Jackson. Michael or Jackson. The stuff that like you can ignore. Yes. You cannot ignore dueling banjos when it comes on when you're at the supermarket. And like, maybe if I was in the Ozarks on yeah. vacation, I would like, well, this seems appropriate, but it's Hollywood. And I'm like, yeah. what? And I'm like... 
trying to stifle giggles because it's <laughs> so strange. Yes. I'm shopping at the Hollywood super at the Hollywood Gelson's. I'll say, don't shop there. They're overpriced, <laughs> but they're close by, so I yeah. got there. And I'm just I'm like, this is so not conducive to grocery shop. Yes, it's very off. I mean, the song's off putting anyway. But even in a grocery, it's store, a little menacing when yeah. you know the context of deliverance. Yes, exactly. And then in the grocery store, it makes it even weirder. And I go, hmm, what, what streaming system or random? Corporate sponsored approved CD yeah. is dueling banjos on. It's real weird. That is and weird. by the way, I like dueling banjos. No, I think it's cool. No, um, in the right context. What context are dueling banjos? Just listening to it for its own sake. <laughs> no, thank you. It's good playing. It's okay, good playing on. Well, you have your fucking devil went down to Georgia, <laughs> and I'll have my dueling. I banjos. like the guitar jam in that. Everybody I like sucks. the banjo and guitar jam in dueling banjos. Oh, that's so interesting. But I don't want to hear it in public when I'm shopping. It's no. too weird. No, it's too weird. It almost. I know that Hollywood Gelson's. Yeah. And part of me goes, "That's weird," or is it? Um. <laughs> Could it be just like, well, that's fucking L.A. Again, L.A. is a, is a strange place. It's a strange, it's weird It's not place. the same flavor of strange as that deliverance is. That's, that's true. It's a different kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And the rest of the music that I usually hear there is real regular. Like you said, like Hall and Oates yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's just LA a regular old supermarket. Yeah, this I'm make sure you, I've heard Spandau yes. Ballet there. Did this make you like the Gelsons even more? No, I don't like the Gelsons, and it, it alienated me. <laughs> More. But not enough to change shopping places. I hate shopping there. It's literally across the street. So it's the t- basically what Gelsons is, they sell the same brand name shit that you get at any old yep. supermarket, or Ralph's, or a Stop and Shop, or wherever, whatever. whatever your Kroger, yeah. your main supermarket, it's all the same from. stuff at Gelsons, except less cho- choice, and marked up to be like yep. twice the price. Because, like, rich L.A. people shop there and don't care what things cost, and they don't know. True. I go there because it's across the street, so if I just need, like, one or two things... You just walk and go. Exactly. Yeah. I just go... And, like, I hate... I've wasted hundreds, if not thousands of dollars over the years just buying stuff there, but it's it's convenient for yeah. me, and so... So I have a real love-hate relationship with and, that place. And, and now you have Dooling... I'm wondering if you'll ever hear Dooling Banjos there again. Now, that would be real weird. That, that would be, be like how I've seen Nina Hartley there three different times. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. That would be weird if you saw Nina Hartley and they're playing dueling banjos. And you're like, someone's fucking punking me. Did I ever tell you that I saw Nina Hartley again, but at the Trader Joe's? Which Trader Joe's? The one on Vine. Oh, my God. She it must was, be it, way cl- live around here. Way close. I mean, sure. A lot of... I mean, I'm yeah. right at... Yeah, it's you're Hollywood. In, you're in Hollywood. Yeah. I... It was last year. This is going way off tangent, but it was last year... It was like deep in the heart of COVID, so I was waiting in the line outside. Okay, yeah, waiting to get in. Yeah, and she came up and like got behind me in line, and she's wearing a mask. But like, I I just I saw her like get out of her car and walk to get into the queue right behind me. I'm like, that's Nina. I know that that's Nina. I know Nina. Yeah, I know her by now. And she was on her phone, and I could hear her voice. And I'm like, yeah, it's Nina Hartley. Oh my god, it's my grocery shopping buddy. (laughs) It's my pal. 80s porn star Nina Hartley. (laughs) It's my pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four times I have run into her at the supermarket in my life. Fucking L.A., man. Yeah. That's L.A. Yeah. Uh, I wish she had been there when Dueling Banjos came out. That would have been really just 
really, really freaky. I've also seen Angeline at that Gelson's a couple of times. And what if I had been there and both Nina Hartley and Angeline were there and Dueling Banjos came on. Now it's a David Lynch movie. <laughs> it's a David Lynch movie. A hundred percent. Yes. Oh my God. That needs to happen, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into something. Sure. This is our third mini episode since we've come back mm-hmm. uh, and started recording together again. And frankly, I feel like it's getting a little stale. Okay. Like we did the laser round. I was going to do a laser round. But I'm like, we did that already. Let's mix it up. Let's do something we haven't done since the before times. Ooh. Now it's time for Trading Card Corner. Nah, We're doing Trading Card it's Corner. It's been so long, I fucking forgot. For, you forgot about it? I have oh. an, a sealed pack of the Pro Set Superstar Music Cards. Oh. We've opened one or two of these before. Yeah. This is kind of my favorite because the variety of artists that you get in this so set random. is so bananas. Yeah. And we've gotten multiple artists that like neither of us have heard heard of yes like heavy like hair metal guys because it was like a hair metal band that formed in 1989 these cards came out in 1990 and they broke up in 91 yes they had like one hit and never crossed either of our radars or you get like led zeppelin like it's (laughs) yeah you get cream everything yeah yeah i don't know how many cards are in the set but there's a crazy variety oh this is fucking awesome so i love opening these yes we're going to open this one pack I'm gonna shuffle them and we'll select blind. Oh, okay. Alternate. Oh, this is this brings, this brings me back. And then at the end, we'll trade if we want. To. Gotta do, always have to do at least one trade. Yeah. All right. I think there's usually a card in here that's like a advertisement. Yeah. yeah. Here it is. Okay. There you go. So I'm. I'll, I'll let you pick first. Close All your right. eyes. Uh, here we go. Okay. I have. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to get LL Cool J. Oh, nice. That's a good first pull. Let's see if there's any That's... interesting things. Uh, anything new. Yeah. Uh, well, at age 13, James Todd Smith, now known as LL Cool J, was recording demos in his basement thanks to the generosity and wisdom of his grandfather, who bought him DJ equipment instead of the dirt bike he really wanted. <laughs> the teenager was soon making homebrew records and sending them out to record companies. 16, he landed a contract. Sure he did. Goddamn right he did. He could have been a pro dirt biker, but he gave up that dream. In another world, you could have been, yeah, LL Cool J. I thought Todd was his real first name. It says oh, James Todd Smith. James, says James, I think it is James Todd Smith. Did he, did he go by Todd? I when think he was his like, grandmother called him called Todd. Him Todd. Okay. Yeah, so that was the thing. Ladies oh, look, that's cool, a good ladies one, Ladies love cool Todd. Ladies love cool Todd. Yeah, that's yeah, a good pick. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to sort of fan them out. With I shuffled them up. I don't know what I'm picking. Okay. My eyes are closed. I got UB40, oh, which you don't like, God, but I, I do. I fucking hate UB40. I like UB40. Oh, I hate Redwood Wine. Labor of Love 2, mm. which was the album I had on cassette when I was nine. Wow. Uh, the English reggae group UB40 made a triumphant tour of the Soviet Union in 1986 and even had their album Rat in the Kitchen released as a Soviet on a Soviet label. Their name, everyone knows this fact. Yeah. This is like the most known trivia yeah. fact in all of music. Their name, taken from the designation of the unemployment benefits card in the UK, reflects the, their concern with social issues. Their recording of Neil Diamond's song Red Red Wine made number one on the charts in 1988. Yes, it's a Neil Diamond song, but they were covering Tony Tribe's reggae version of it. I only associate it with UB40, no one else. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the main version. Yeah. I've heard Neil Diamond's version. 
which I don't like as much. Well, that's because Neil Diamond sucks. Yeah, I love Neil Diamond. I can't stand Neil Diamond. Oh, well, there are certain songs I can't stand. I hate Sweet Caroline. Yeah, top um, five most hated in my book. Cherry Cherry is, like, in my 100 favorite songs of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, nothing. Uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon? Uh, awful. Awful. Oh, well, I like Red Red Wine, but my favorite version, and this is, like, the music snob's opinion, is the reggae cover by Tony Tribe that UB40 later covered. That's very Paul. That's, well, it's it's yeah. the best version. Yeah. The best Tracks, version. Listen, you go with your heart. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. Feeling good. Yeah. What did you get? Ooh, I got a, I got a good looking uh, Madonna pose. Ooh, that's uh, express the, yourself, yes, Madonna. The monocle. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yes. I like that Madonna. Born in New York City, Madonna Louise Veronica Giacconi is the third of eight children. Growing up in a big family, you get prepared for the world. She explains because there's a whole little world going on in your family. You have to learn how to be resourceful and distinguish yourself. Indeed, she has. It may be a fact that she was born in New York City, but she is not a New York City kid. She grew up in Detroit. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So I wonder if it's a fact that she was born in New York, but but she didn't grow up there. No, she she's yeah. grew up in Detroit. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Uh, great pictures, though. Oh, these are, this is a great one. 1990. I like that one. All right. I got Roxette. Ah, okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. That's fine. I, uh, for a long time as a kid, did not, I like, didn't know the difference between Roxette and Roxy Music. And they couldn't be <laughs> more sh- different. Shame on you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I was a child. Still, Katie Willard would hear this and be like, what? Yeah. I didn't know either of their musics. I yeah. just mixed up their names. So people would say, like, Roxy Music, and I would picture these two. You mean the one, the group that sang The Look? Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out about Roxette. The Swedish duo Roxette, I didn't even know they were Swedish, Per Gessel and Marie Fredriksson made its U.S. breakthrough with the album Look Sharp, with an exclamation point, which was already the title of a Joe, Joe Jackson, Jackson album. Yeah. I think even with the exclamation point. Yes, it was. Containing the hits Dressed for Success and Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. Yeah. Initially, we were criticized for not sounding American enough, says Fredrickson. Now we're complimented for not sounding too American. What do you mean they sound American? I don't know what that means. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I couldn't sing you a Roxette song. Uh, They're great looking. You've got the look. She's got the look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Perfect for me. I am almost positive I already have this, and I got it in another pick. Really? Force MDs. Okay. Ah, oh, I love the Force MDs. Okay. Force MDs. The harmonizing foursome, brothers TCD and Stevie D, and neighbors Trisco and Mercury, began its career a decade ago singing a cappella on Greenwich Village street corners and on the Staten Island Ferry. The force stands for the struggle we face growing up in New York City and trying to make it, explains TCD. The MD, it's a backronym. Yep. Musical Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Albums, Love Letters, 1984. Chillin', 1986. Touch and Go, 1986. Step to Me, 1990. One of my favorite slow jams is Tender Love. I think the band that did that single with James Brown. That's full force. Full force. Full not force, force did I'm real. That's the James Brown okay. song. Force MD is hip hop? 
Force MDs is R&B. R&B. They did uh, Tender Love, which was the love song for Crush Groove. Oh, okay. Where Blair did, that, did you bring just, that to a, an episode once? I have brought Force MDs to oh, yeah, the okay. song. It did sound familiar. Yeah, oh, I fucking love that song. Cool. Produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, that's why. I'm glad you got that one. I'm glad. I'm very happy. That's my top one right now. Okay, I got... <gasps> Belinda Carlisle. Fuck yeah, you did. God damn, that's a good picture, too. You know how I feel about Belinda. I know you do. <clears throat> Belinda Carlisle's second solo album, Heaven on Earth. So wait, the song is called Heaven is a Place on Earth, but the album is called I Heaven on Earth? I think that is actually correct. I don't think that's a typo. No, I'm saying the song is... I'm not... I don't think this is a typo. I'm just saying. Yes. Is her song... Heaven is a place on earth. That is correct. But the album is called Heaven on Earth. That is correct. That's confusing. Don't do that. Belinda, come on. Uh, it yielded three hit singles and sold three million copies worldwide. If an album sold three million copies today, now, that would be like the biggest hit album in ten years. People are like, this is the juggernaut. Yeah, remember when albums used to go like ten times platinum? Yes. <laughs> ten times platinum. Yeah. Now if you go platinum, people are like, oh my god. Yeah, it's unachievable. Uh, it established her internationally as a front-rank solo performer. The singer's latest album, her latest, latest album, Runaway Horses from 1989, featured a guest appearance by George Harrison. She was reunited with the Go-Go's for a tour in 1990. I didn't know that. I didn't know they reunited they in 1990. They did I didn't know it was that early. I didn't think that happened until the God Bless the Go-Go's album yeah, in like 2001. 1990 seems way early for them to reunite. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that. All right. Way, take a look. Oh, here we go. Who'd you got? King's X. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Kind of rings a bell, but it's also just sort of a generic enough. I mean, look at these guys. Yeah, I can't even quite. Is that heavy metal? Is it? Is it new romantic? I can't. Exactly. What well, we're gonna learn? Yeah. Combining tight vocal harmonies and hard jamming musicianship. Hard jamming, hard jamming musicianship. Mean? Copy. Yeah. King's X produces a mercurial blend of classic, contemporary, and futuristic rock elements. <laughs> That's what? Group members Ty Tabor, guitar, Doug Pinnock, bass, and Jerry Daskill, drums, met in Springfield, Missouri in 1980, relocated to Houston, Texas five years later, albums. Out of the Silent Planet, 1983. Gretchen Ghost of Nebraska, 1989. And Faith, Hope, Love, 1990. It sounds like I made those albums up, but they are true. Yeah, I still don't really have much of an idea of what kind of music it is. No idea. King's X could be anything from, like, hardcore punk to, like, I'm guessing, like, a Queensryche-style prog metal. That's my first instinct. Is what, was the name of, what were the album names again? Out of Silent Planet. Yeah, that makes me think of, like, Queensryche. <laughs> Gretchen goes to Nebraska. Yeah, what is that? Could that, be anything. And Faith, Hope, Love. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Whatever they are, they're not around anymore. Yeah. But I don't know those. How do you ones. know? Maybe they're still doing state. Maybe they're still jamming. Yeah. Everyone's going to see King's X. I hope they're great, and I hope they're still together. And I, I hope, hope they're, they're having the, their best lives. Okay. My next card. Ugh. <laughs> Kiss. Oh. Not just any kiss, makeup free kiss. Oh, Lick yeah. Lick it up, kiss. Lick it up. <laughs> <Ew>. Yuck. <laughs> Look at these douchebags. Uh, with worldwide sales exceeding 60 million albums, which God. is impressive, but yeah. makes me ill. 
Kiss has been one of the most popular rock groups since its inception in 1973. The group holds the record for most albums, five, simultaneously in the top 100. During its first decade, Kiss enhanced the theatrical uh, by appearing in costumes, wearing elaborate makeup, and employing fantastic stage effects. Hot in the Shade, the band's 23rd album, was released in 1990. That's so many albums. Jesus Christ. Quantity, not quality. Yes. It's really interesting. Um, This is like in the past six months. Mm -hmm. At least two or three different friends of mine on Facebook have all been like, they're friends, but they haven't really like responded to each other about Mm -hmm. it. But they've been like, when I was a kid, Kiss was the most important band in my life. Yeah. Now they, I fucking hate them. (laughs) And it's like three different dudes who are like, you know, you get older and you realize Kiss sucks. The the thing about Kiss is if you were a kid in the 70s -hmm. when they were at their peak, if you were age 6 to 16 when Kiss was at their peak... I will for- forgive you for liking them then, and yes. I'll even forgive you for still liking them now because of the nostalgia. Yeah. Because to a kid, it's like, yeah, they're superheroes. Yeah. They're comic book characters. They're cool. It's catnip for kids. Yes. If I had been a kid in the 70s, I would have loved Kiss too. It has nothing to do with whether or not their music is good. Yeah. They looked cool. Yeah, they did cool shit. Yeah, they put out a comic book with their blood in it. They breathed fire. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm immune to it because I didn't grow up with yeah. Kiss. But anyone who was a kid in the '70s, you get a pass on liking Kiss, even if you, even if you still think they're good as yeah. a grown ass adult. Whatever, I'll I'll look the other way. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Okay, there's two cards left. Ooh, pick left hand or right hand. Left hand, because I'm left handed. Okay, all right. Who'd you get? <laughs> I got Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, ooh, a legends card. Legend card. Seattle-born guitarist. Jimi Hendrix began his career as a sideman for such R&B artists as Little Richard and the Isley Brothers. The Jimi Hendrix Experience, formed in England in 1966, made its stunning U.S. debut at the Monterey International Pop Festival the following year. Although he died in 1970 at age 27, his innovations continue to inspire musicians throughout the world. It's true. He was only around for like three years. That's insane that it was only three years. Same with like The Doors and and Janice and all. They they burned out, man. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, that's cool. I love Jimi Hendrix. That was huge. I don't hate Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I don't hate, hate Jimi. All right, last card. Yeah. <gasps> I'm happy. <laughs> Cheap trick. <laughs> Cheap trick. Yes, I, 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 um, I said something about them that you didn't like, and I can't remember. Was not compared them to something really bland, and you're like, what? Yeah, that was a bad opinion. <laughs> I love Cheap Trick. From the first self-titled album, Cheap Trick. From 1977, through their recently released Busted, the rock group Cheap Trick has made a significant impact upon music. After after the success of the platinum album Lap of Luxury in 1988, with its hit single The Flame, (laughs) that song's so bad. It's real bad. uh, The group toured around the world, playing uh, Australia, Europe, Japan, and 49 of the 50 states. Which one state got shafted on yeah. the Cheap Trick tour? Yeah, which they're like, nah. We're not going to Delaware. And Delaware can suck <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm glad I got that card. Uh, that's a good one for you. Let's do some trading. I am prepared okay. to trade King's X for Roxette. 
<laughs> okay, I'll okay. make that trade. I'll make that trade. I, I like. I, I'm down for a little run. Oh, and I got a good picture. I like that picture. I will give you kiss. UB40. Uh, kiss or UB40 because I'm keeping Belinda for Madonna. How about let me counter this offer? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take a kiss for the Jimi Hendrix. I'll trade you kiss for Jimi okay. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. That's just, generous. Just well, just I know you hate Kiss and the comedy of this fucking picture. <laughs> Ugh. And it's like it's '80s Kiss, so it's without uh, uh, Freely or Peter Chris. And then there was one dude, I think, the drummer who like replaced Peter Chris and then died or something. He's not even. No, yeah, there have been a few guitarists. Yeah. Ace Freely has come and gone several times. Um, I don't know what the status of Kiss is now. They're all still alive, the originals. Yeah. I don't think they're still a unit. No, I think they kind of hate each other now. I, well, they've hated each other for yeah. a long time. They've played together even though they hate each other. Yeah. I saw them in 2000 when, at the time, the original members were all reformed. Oh, okay, yeah. So I got to see the classic lineup. Yeah. Which, whatever, they suck. But <laughs> I, I didn't like them, but I thought it would be worth seeing Kiss yeah. live. You're like, why not? Give it yeah. a shot. So UB40 for mm-hmm. I I'm not giving... I can't hit UB40. What else do you got? I feel like maybe I have another... <laughs> I forgot about a card oh, that shit. was... Oh, oh who's this? Have you ever heard of New Edition? Well, here's Madonna. <laughs> if you need another sweetener, I'll give you LL Cool J with it. Nah, one for one. Oh, one for fuck. one. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> oh, you don't even know, motherfucker. This is the this is the um, any heartbreak where, where they're like just yeah. becoming men. Because this is 1990. They're all fucking wearing raincoats and fedoras. Yeah. Boston's new edition became an instant teen sensation with its debut, Candy Girl, 1983, and remained a major attraction throughout the decade. Though the singing group itself is currently inactive, no, it's not. Each of its members, Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, Rob Tresman, and the trio of Belle DeVoe, continue to be highly successful. Um, I think, technically, it's the new edition. Oh, okay. But everyone calls them the new edition. Yeah. So it's not like, a, oh, actually... Uh, but I think it is the new edition technically. I, I like to think there was a debate at ProSet. Like, what, we know that technically is the new edition. Guys, what do we do? People are going to think we're being snobby if we put it. it was, you know. I had that card uh, loose outside of the pack. And I said, if there's if Kirk gets any other card in the pack that I want, I can have it. <laughs> Imagine if every, all the packs, you're like, oh, those suck. I'm not going to give it to them. You know, the only thing I didn't want oh. to have happen was that card be in the sealed pack. This is fucking great. This is the one right here. Yeah. Oh, that that is easily going up. Yeah, and I got express yourself Madonna for it, so I'm happy. This that is was a, a, good, that was trade. a good, trade. good trade. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I mean, the only dud here for me in, in terms of bands that I actually like is King's X. And I've only just never heard of them. I'll check them out. What, what they might like, end up being my favorite new band. Like, you know what? They're actually pretty good. Yeah. You gotta do that. You gotta like do that. I, I like the bit. idea of putting this card on display. Like the way that you put your cards in your cubicle or yeah. whatever at work. I'm just like, I just have like a King's X card. People are like, who is that band that apparently is famous enough that they have a trading card? Yeah, and you're like, oh, you don't know King's X? Yeah. I mean, that's on you, man. But these are truly like, when they put this set out, it's really like baseball cards where it's like every player gets a card. 
from the like yes. the lowest Doesn't batting matter. average utility guy. He still gets a card. In 1990, they're like, we're putting every active artist on every label. Doesn't in this matter. Card yeah. Doesn't we need if, it? If they're putting albums out, if they have an, uh, a contract, they get a card. I'm definitively, uh, when I go back into the office, in my office, putting mm-hmm. up new edition. Oh, and yeah. just to fuck with people, I might just go, you know, I'm going to put Roxette right next to Roxette. You. Just to be like, yeah, Roxette's great, man. Roxette is fine. That's my opinion on Roxette. Right. Roxette looks great, and their music is fine. I'm going to say, don't at me, Roxette better than Ace of Base. That's a strong take. <laughs> I don't even. I'd rather hear the look than uh, the sign. The sign? Yeah. What about All That She Wants? Oh, that sucks. Sucks. Okay, you're wrong, but putting that aside, <laughs> ABBA or Ace of Base? God, they both fucking are putrid in my heart. <laughs> and so I would probably go ABBA. Okay, I, I go Ace of Base. Wow. Well, I don't like ABBA, and I, I'm nostalgic for Ace of Base. I understand that makes sense because of the time period, but yeah. I'm not nostalgic for ABBA or Ace of Base, but I'll be like, ah. Uh, I yeah. Sophie's Choice, Ava Lives. I mean, I'm I'm a 90s kid through and yeah. through, and Ace of Base was the, the shit. That hit you. For yeah. a hot minute, they were the shit in like 1993. No one was bigger. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't last like Ava nope. like did. Had a good run. Yeah. And then like one of them turned out to be like a neo-Nazi or something <gasps> like that. Or, uh, or there was rumors. I don't know how true it was. Let's just say it is because it's them. Yeah. Uh, okay, now it's time for the music trivia quiz. This is the part of the show when Kirk and I ask each other questions for, from the mu- music-themed expansion pack to the board game Trivial Pursuit. These questions were published in 1985, which means they're about music only from before 1985, which means this music trivia quiz is hard. It's not easy. And because of that, there is a prize involved Mm -hmm. whereby if either of us wins three episodes in a row he gets a pack of a certain uh chocolate covered candy coated peanut candy name brand candy that we will never name delightful candy that doesn't need to be named except for the time that i accidentally (laughs) named it but other than that not purposely because music ray gun don't advertise yes um, but this is... I don't even like candy except this candy. Oh, candy. I, don't, I can say no to almost any other candy except this candy. I'll accept a Starburst, but I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if I'm at the office and the office stocks Starburst, I won't feel compelled to eat them. Yeah. If this chocolate-covered oh, peanut yeah. is in the office, I'm, I'm eating it every day with a cup of coffee. I don't care, yeah. I'm just cramming them. In the them morning. Like, oh, Yeah. With coffee. Oh, yeah. That's a good combo. I mean, it's disgusting, but I'm, no. I can't wait until the Cause, afternoon. Because the, co- the bitterness of your coffee is cutting through it the It is sweetness. a good... Oh, man. Oh. These with coffee is yeah. real good. Green tea and these candies? Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd have to try that. Yeah, it's real good. Coffee. Okay. Uh, in terms of the streak, I'm on a one-game streak. Yes. If I win tonight and then again next time... You get them candies. I get them candies. Damn. Uh, but because I won last time, I want to go second. Okay, so, so I will choose go your first, card, and I'll ask you the questions first. This one. Okay. The first category, of course, is cover notes. And here's the question: What's the parenthetical title of Marvin Gaye's "Mercy, Mercy Me"? 
Mercy, mercy me, parenthetical, the ecology. Correct. Your mother should know. This is pre-50s music. What 1943 Rodgers and Hammerstein play won a Pulitzer Prize? Okay. Oh, God, I got to think of uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm -hmm. What year? 43. I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind is a showboat. Oh, what was the second thing that comes to mind? I don't have a second thing. Oklahoma. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, good guess. 1950s. What year did Andy Williams start hosting his TV variety show? I don't even get a, a multiple choice. Yes, you do. Oh, thank God. Because it's the 50s. <laughs> so, so you get, get 10 choices. I get 10 choices. So it's either 1950 mm-hmm. or all the way through to 1959. Yes. Okay. That helps. I'll confirm that. You can't get with the, answer with, with the judges? Within, yes. What? Okay. I don't know why I'm doing this. Can you repeat the question? Yes. What year did Andy Williams start hosting his TV variety show? 1956. 1957. Fuck, I almost said 1957. <laughs> and I thought that was a little too late. Sorry. God damn it. You still have one and there's three left. All right. Three is par. 1960s. What multi-membered folk act did Randy Sparks found? Please say that again. What multi-membered folk act did Randy Sparks found? Um, America? The New Christy Minstrels. Oh, come on. It's one of those mighty wind bands. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a made-up name. Yeah. It's the 60s music you forget exists. God damn. After the Beatles... Uh, okay. What Marvin Gaye song philosophizes, poison is the wind that blows from the north and south and west? That's Mercy, Mercy Me. Uh, I need the complete answer. Uh, Mercy, Mercy Me, The Ecology. That's correct. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, but the Two minstrel singers is, is legit. And, uh, it's bullshit when they put the same answer multiple times on the same card, because that's not how the game's supposed to work the way like, we play it. Like last week when you won? I didn't have yeah, you did. Did I? You did. Okay, fine. Uh, anything goes. You have two right now. This is I, for three. I really want par. Ooh, this is an interesting question. All right. What was Duke Ellington's full name? Oh, Jesus. I have no idea, you... so I'm just going to say Duke Ellington. That... Is a good answer, but it's incorrect. Yeah, figure. <laughs> and I, I'll admit, I had no yeah. idea either. Edward Kennedy Ellington. No way would I've ever gotten that. Me, me neither. Interesting. Okay. Me neither. Okay. Never thought to even question it. No. It's just Duke Ellington. It's just the Duke. Yeah. yeah. So two, two out of six, both the same answer for both. <laughs> Still two. counts. Just Still like counts. One. And two, look, two has been enough to win plenty uh, of times. We've we got more one one. <laughs> oh boy! But I can win with three. So All I'm right. Feeling encouraged. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Cover notes. And of course, if we tie, then we just continue. I have one win effectively next. Yes, time. correct. Uh, cover notes. What label released Annette Funicello's first top ten song? Huh. I mean, it's just... I'm just going to have to guess a label. 
because I don't know. I'm going to say Columbia. Disneyland. Oh, I almost said Disney, but I was like, that wasn't a label. Yeah, I didn't think that was either. Mom was... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought that was probably the title. Mom, was Carry Me Back to Old Virginia written before or after the U.S. Civil War? After. After is correct. Okay, I get one. Feels cheap on a 50 <laughs> it, it was way cheap, but that's okay. okay. 50s. What belter had million sellers in 51 with Jezebel and Jalousy? I'll repeat this and explain it. Mm-hmm. 50s. What belter had million sellers in 51 with Jezebel and Jalousy? Jezebel and Jalousy are both two different, two different albums. Or, or albums. No does. albums because they are uh, italicized. They italicize song titles on these, which yeah, drives me nuts. Right. Yeah. Um, huh. Belter. Jezebel and Jalousy. J-A-L-O-U-S-I-E. Jalousy? It's not jealousy? No. Unless they're saying it that way. Jealousy? I mean, I'm just going to say the first name that comes to mind, even though I think it's too early, and I would have heard of these songs. Mm -hmm. Little Richard. Frankie Lane. Okay. I kind of know that name. Yeah. Uh, 60s. What kind of guy do the chiffons warn us to stay away from? I should know this. Stay away from... What kind of guy? <sighs> Bad guy. A sweet-talking guy. Sweet-talking guy. All right. Shit. Two left. I'm going to be lucky if I tie it. <sighs> okay. This is after the Beatles. After the Beatles. Who was removed from the courtroom? Who was removed from the courtroom during his 1970 murder trial for singing the old gray mare and that old black magic? For his murder trial? Mm-hmm. I was hoping this was gonna be the Jim Morrison, you know, indecency trial. Oh, okay. not Jim Morrison. The old gray mare and who the fuck had a murder trial? Did you say 1970? Mm-hmm. Well, would this be in music trivia? I'm going to say Charles Charles Manson. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. I tied it, so I'm at least safe from... Okay. Yeah. This is going to be great. Okay. Even if you win, because you're going to win at the last moment (laughs) with a 50-50. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. You might know this. I don't even know. Is perfect pitch more a function of the ear or of memory? Wow. That's an interesting question. I feel like it's an inherent talent. I'm going to say memory. Correct. Boom. Mm. Pulled it out at the end. I'm impressed with that one. I'm not going to consider that a lucky guess on a 50-50 because I reasoned it out by understanding how... You did reason it out. How uh, perfect pitch works. Well, they don't call it perfect pitch anymore. They call it... Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Something else pitch, and I can't remember. Oh, that's interesting. Like actual pitch or something like that. You know what? Perfect pitch sounds better. Yeah. Just why why fuck with it? It I wish I had perfect pitch. It's such a cool ability. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Uh, All right. Streak is two. 
to nothing. Now it's getting the tense. The pressure is on next oh, time. Man, I'm going to be real fucking mad. Two weeks from this moment, I could be munching on candies. <laughs> Just chowing down on some yummy yummies. Yeah. Um, I'm going to eat them on the episode, too. People are going to have to listen while I make God damn right. that's, your, that's your victory. We're leaving eat. it on the track. No, 100%. That's your victory. <laughs> victory lap. Take your victory yeah. lap. All right. But that's the end of this mini episode. Bye. Bye.